from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Jen joins us for uh, FML. What's going on with you? Well, have I effed up being a mom? Where did I go wrong? Oh, wow. Uh, Jen, you wrote us this. Hey, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. My 16-year-old daughter has me questioning everything about being a parent, smoking weed, skipping school, and hating everyone in the immediate family. I can't let her go down this path, but I just don't know how to turn this around. I love her so much. FML. So explain what's going on here. Well, probably about a year ago, she was caught vaping. So just regular vaping, not weed. Um, You know, we had a conversation. This isn't good for you, you know, and then, okay, yeah, yeah, I won't do it again. Clearly she's been caught doing it again. And now it's escalated to smoking weed, but it's smoking weed anytime she has access to it. So that could mean at school. (laughs) So, um, you know, and she said that she's doing it to escape her crappy life. Oh. Oh, wow. Have you asked her yeah. specifically what about her life is crappy? I have. Like in, in her opinion, really, obviously. Well, in her opinion, yeah. So she's a slave at home because she has to do chores. Yeah. Um, everything is negative. She's in trouble for everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in her opinion. But it's, you know, you can't do these things. So we need to have this conversation. Hey, you have responsibility around the house. We need to have a conversation. So I just think that she's, yeah, she thinks that life is crappy. Yeah, she's, you know, being a regular 16-year-old, right? Like, uh, I don't know if you could. Yeah. Absolutely, to a certain degree. Like, if you could remember to when you were 16, Jen, like some of these right. feelings and emotions that she's going through, that your daughter's going through, you probably went through the exact same thing, thinking that you know what's best. It's your life yeah. and you want to do whatever you want to do and no one else can tell you any different, right? Right. If you look at social media right now, the, the, the greatest currency on earth for a young person is to be in a victim class, right? Right. And if they don't have an immediate sort of enemy or adversary or someone to victimize them, they will create it. And oftentimes teenagers will use the thing that is closest to them and turn that into the villain, which is their family life, which is their mom. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And 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 it sort of gives them something to fight against. And I don't know if she truly believes that her life is this hard, but... If she feels that her life is this hard, there are a billion videos on TikTok that will confirm her feelings from other 16-year-olds. Right. Right. And that's a problem. And I don't know as a parent, I think that a lot of parents are still in the process of how do you compete with that message? With how do you compete with you trying to say the right thing as a mom and sort of keep her out of Mm. trouble? 
but mm-hmm. but the response that she gets from either online or the people around her when she sort of plays this part and paints you as the villain is very welcoming and that sort of attention is addictive and it's a hard thing to turn around this is not a am i a bad parent this is you know how do i get my kid back because right now it sounds like she's a right. little bit gone right and that's sort of i'm trying i've tried you know Obviously, you know, we all go down the, yeah, what's going on? And you freak out and you yell. And I'm like, okay, no, not effective. You know, now let's try. So now, you know, it's, it's, you know, I tell her every day that I love her and, you know, we go through all that stuff. Um, Did she say it back? You always, like, does she know, uh, like, you, you, that you love her? Oh, she doesn't say it back. Okay. She does not. So she's like really rebelling against literally everything. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I mean, and she's bold about it. Like, she'll Mm -hmm. come home after being out with friends and, you know, she'll be in the kitchen, you know, frying up an egg. And, you know, I walk in and I'm like, are you high? And she's like, yeah, so. Oh. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm shook by it because like, you know, back in the day, I mean, I'm old, but back in the day, you would, you would never do that. You do everything in your power to hide it. The problem, the influence that she sort of is is into right now is, again, you can go on any platform, whether it's Instagram, TikTok or whatever. And mm-hmm. that and that attitude of, yeah, I'm high. So effing what is mm-hmm. a is a celebrated thing. Oh, right. Yeah. And 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 there's a lot of people who live their life, you know, with the yeah, I'm high. So effing what? And uh, and, and she's testing it out on you. Right. And, you know, as I said, you're the villain and the and the police and the warden and the everything else. Yeah. And it's it's really tough. Like, I, th- I think that, you know, you as a mom, you need to be careful because if you go too hard, you're going to push her away. If you don't go hard enough, you're going to lose her. So right. I, I, I think that you need to speak to somebody who can navigate you through this balance because it is very very mm. difficult like very mm-hmm. difficult and because you say the wrong you, thing you, and she may like completely distance herself and she right. and, and it sounds like at 16 she's still keeping too many secrets from you and then i mm-hmm. would ask you how the hell do you not know right right yep and and oftentimes yep. oftentimes as parents you want to look at the best in your kids and so you do turn a blind eye at, at the beginning right and yeah. you're like, I talked to her about that. It's all going to be fine. Well, guess what? It's not. And 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 you, there was probably a moment where you could have gone hard. And I think that that moment may have passed. Yeah. So I think that you yes. need to be. No, I, think, I, agree. I think that you need to be very careful. I think Roz's suggestion of speaking to a professional, like you with the professional, not you and her, because uh, I would right. just push her away even more. But to to help guide you through the right way to have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the bonus is she actually did just start counseling. Um, funny enough, yesterday, mm-hmm. um, she was super open to it. Cause I said like, do you want somebody to talk to, to share some of these feelings? And she agreed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's the right way to go. Yeah, I really do. Because great. she's okay. not, she doesn't want to talk to you. Right. Uh, no. but, but she is 16. So she has things to say and just frame it that yeah. way and let her go and do, let her go and do this and then support her in that. And then, yeah. and then come around and try and rebuild. Right. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Help Guys, a little bit. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. No, it did. Thank you oh, so Jane. much. Good. Okay. Love Thank it. you for that. Are you okay if we follow up with you in the next few months just to see how things are going? I would love it. Yeah, yeah. I would love it. Oh, okay. you're the best. Okay. Thank you, Jen. Amazing. Okay. Thanks, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Hello, 
Nazanian. How are you? It's Raza Mocha. Hi, I'm great. How are you guys? Doing good. What is going on with you? Why are you here? How can I navigate my relationship with a younger man? Uh, you wrote, it says, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. I am a 27-year-old Iranian Muslim woman dating a 22-year-old Romanian man for two years. Despite my strong feelings and future plans with him, my parents disapproved due to the age difference, and I even told them we broke up to avoid confrontation. Uh, they're not religious, but their concerns persist. Living with my parents, I face challenges in meeting him. I need advice on handling this situation. Damn. So how did you meet him? So we started working at the bank together, at the branch, and uh, they really treated me like crap there, so he really helped me out through it. So we started getting close, and when I got out of the branch, we went to Wonderland together with a bunch of my friends, and we got really close there. So that's how it started. And then uh, we went to the movies together, and then he asked me out. And I just couldn't say no because he's really husband material, you know? And uh, and your parents disapprove because they say he's too young. Yes, exactly. Because he's 22. They think that every 22-year-old is, like, not mature enough. Okay. He can't handle it. Have yeah. they met him? Have they talked to him? Is he over at the house no, at all? Sadly, no, no, they haven't. After so two years, kid, really? <clears throat> Yeah, for two years. I even told my mom if you, you want to meet him. And then she was like, no, I don't want to meet him. If your dad's not okay, so I can't do that. So five-year difference. Yes, five years. Uh, and I told him it's four years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough, fair <laughs> yeah. enough, fair enough. Uh, if you were dating like a 32-year-old, right? You're 27. Yeah. If you were dating someone who's five years older than you, would they have a problem with it, you think? No, hmm. probably not. <laughs> okay, so... Oftentimes when you get into these cultural households, and I, and I don't mean just like, you know, Muslim, but, you know, it could be, you know, Greek and Italian and everything. Like, it's just these households exist everywhere where you're where you're a 27 year old woman <clears throat> living at home and you are still waiting on the approval of a man, which is your dad, mm -hmm. on what you can do with your life. Right. Yes. And then are you expected to go into a marriage where you then spend the rest of your life doing what the new man tells you to do, which would be your husband? And I think that that is the structure that needs to be broken, right? Like your, exactly. your father is setting you up for a life of where major decisions in your life concerning you and you alone are going to be dictated by whoever the man is in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And you at 27, if you were 22, right, maybe you're, maybe I'm like, hey, maybe that's just a dad being a dad. Right. <laughs> but but you are a 27 year old woman. And the problem isn't the 22 year old you're dating or about the age limit. The problem is that you're 27 and still feel like you can't live a life because your father won't allow it. Exactly. That, that's, that, that's the problem that needs to be fixed. It's not the 22-year-old guy you're dating. It's, no, the, it's, it's, the fact that, it's the fact that you are in this cycle of women who can only live with the approval of the men in their life. And that's what you have to deal with. It's not yeah, the it's exactly. not it's not the boyfriend. And the thing is, he's becoming a lawyer. So what's better than that? Nothing, you know? nothing. <laughs> what, what, what would your dad do if you said I'm moving out? <laughs> I told my mom once that I want to move out, and she started crying. 
Okay. <laughs> really? Okay. Oh no. Okay. It's not good. Your dad, your dad would be changing the locks right? on the front door. It's, it's not. It's not good. I um, think. I think that any any you know everybody who has had to fight for independence understands that it is a fight. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I think that you're sort of in the middle of it right now. And yeah. And I'm the oldest and the only girl in the family, so it's much more pressure on me. Right. And your yeah. bro- your brothers don't go through on any of this, right? No, they're no. younger than me, but no, they don't. No, no, they uh, don't. Have you met your boyfriend's family at all? No, no, I haven't. When we started dating, and then when it passed, when these things happened with my parents, he was like, let's wait yeah. till I graduate and everything, and then let's start everything. Have so do, does his parents then think that he's single, or do they know that he's in a relationship? No, no, no. They know that he's with me. Okay. So they're oh. fine with have it, you, yeah. have you got Have you had a sleepover at his place yet? Have you guys spent the night together? No. no. But I've been to his house and everything. Okay. But no. Oh, okay. okay. But you haven't, you've been to his house when his family weren't yeah, there. Yeah. No, I haven't met his family. I met his grandmother, though. Okay. He's really close with his grandmother, not okay. his parents that So, much. But you've, yeah. you've never had to say to your, like, your family where they're like, hey, where were you? And you were like, I spent the night at my boyfriend's. No, no, no. I could never do that. They oh, would kill me. Okay. Okay. So now, that, that's the problem. A yeah. conversation, uh, a one-on-one convo with your dad about this relationship and what it means to you and what this guy means to you would help, would work? Yeah, I did try doing that, but it didn't really go far because he said, oh, what about the religion thing? I'm like, Dad, you're not even religious. You're poor. You eat alcohol. You drink alcohol. What are you talking about? You know, there's always like something with him. So, and I feel like he's not comfortable with anything. He doesn't want me to grow up. He doesn't want me to get out of the house. So, so leave the guy out of it then. Leave the boyfriend out of it and mm-hmm. make this about you. Make this about you as a woman exactly. who is, you are going to do the thing that millions of women who have done before you, which is you need to have a difficult conversation and you need to um, fight for your independence. And and realizing that, you know, living until you're 27 under your father's thumb is no way to live. And it's Mm. and it's cruel and it's manipulative. And parents in all cultures do this. It's not just, you know, yours, but parents in all cultures become master manipulators and they heap guilt on you uh, like they don't on anybody else in the family only because you're a woman. And that's where yeah. the conversation needs to happen is that you need to be independent as a 27-year-old woman. Once you have that, then you can date whoever you want. But don't mm-hmm. make it about the guy. Yeah, I know, exactly. Okay. Thank you. Try a different approach. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> and tell your mom to stand up. Yeah, she's trying. I think I know. she knows I'm with him. But you, you need your mom on your side. You need your mom yeah. on your side, okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Nazanian. Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. All right, Karen, what is going on? Why are you here? I'm single and... I struggle with food. You struggle with food. Uh, you were a sis, Karen. Hey, Razamoka, fix my life. Buying groceries for one, cooking for one, it's not as easy as it sounds. How am I supposed to do it without wasting food and money? Everything is so expensive. Oh, yes, you're, yeah. you're, you're right you about a lot of things. Are one of many across the country who are dealing with the exact same thing. You're, it's, it, it's interesting though because you're not struggling to feed a family, right? And you're not doing the sort of the the, 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 the <laughs> economics of that. Your problem is that it's difficult to buy food for one without having stuff go to waste, right? Correct. 
And they don't sell things for one. Like what? Give us an example. What What is something that they don't sell for one? Carrots, a um, broccoli, cauliflower, cucumbers, lettuce. So, yeah. okay. And economically, like you could go to a grocery store and <clears throat> buy individual carrots, but by the time you pay for it, it's more expensive than buying like a bag of them, right? And then I'd have to go multiple times. I don't know what your what your life is like. Um, I go to and have been for years. I go to the grocery store every single day, and I heard that. And I buy food for that day in the morning. And I buy individual carrots. If I need two carrots, mm-hmm. I buy two carrots. Sure. Um, I go and I get a stock uh, or a, a head of uh, broccoli that is already, the stem's already cut off. So the, the weight is reduced. Uh, it's cheaper and there's multiple sizes. Sometimes you find a huge one. Sometimes you find a little one. And I'm like, maybe I want a little one tonight. So you cook a little one. And when it comes to meat, like if I'm only buying for myself, instead of going to like the meat department and getting like the pre-packaged, like sometimes you go in there and it's like, they only have a package of four chicken breasts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Walk, yeah. walk up to the butcher in the grocery store and say, yo, I need one. And most times they'll unpackage it for you, repackage it, or ask them if they have any behind the counter, they'll package it up for you. Maybe you got to go and buy your cereal and everything else first and then come back and pick it up. Uh, But most times your butcher in the grocery store will be very accommodating if you only need one. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, Karen, have you even done like, I don't know, like a budget, like the the financials of what your kind of weekly grocery list is or uh, cost your weekly grocery cost or even monthly to see it's it's funny my sister asked me that yesterday and uh-huh. i told her i i was spending about 70 80 dollars a week yeah but throwing out half of it yeah because you know you get tired like you make the same meal or if you want to make a meal then you're making it as if I have a family of four, which I don't. Yeah. And then I'm eating the same meal for four days and then I was getting tired of it. So either I was throwing out the raw food or I was throwing out cooked food because it sat too long or I got tired of it. Maybe try Roz's approach yeah. of, of because you are that one person. Maybe try going if you can. I don't know what like your, your day-to-day is like, what your work schedule is like, uh, if you can... Spare, let's say 30 minutes. I can make my way over to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. I can try that. Maybe try that for like a month and see if it helps, see yeah. if it works. And even like keep track of the financials on it and see if it is worth your time and worth having, you know, not a fridge full of stuff that's going to go to waste at the end of the month or at the end of the week or every other week. I even struggle with like ideas because you don't get recipes for one person either. So, or even like breakfast, how many, how often can I eat eggs and toast? Right. So it's just finding options that are economical given how expensive everything is. You know what, you know, what's really great is Uh go and buy one of those little tiny, like it's the size of a softball, one of those little tiny black forest hams, Uh right? You stick, you can heat it up. It's already pre-cooked, but you can heat it up in the oven if you want to. And you can slice that thing real thin, right? And that, one little ham Mm -hmm. like you could have ham and mashed potatoes one night which is a delicious dinner by the way um Mm -hmm. you could you could have a ham sandwich and then you can throw some ham in an omelet if you wanted to but that ham the great thing about that ham is that little sucker lasts forever in the fridge yeah right lasts for a very long time in the fridge so you don't have to think that you like in being the mentality that if you buy this little ham you got to burn through it in four days like or three or three or three days like you can keep that little ham and also buy stuff that you can freeze like if you make a 
sauce, let's say, because it is difficult to make a sauce for one, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Make your dinner that night and then immediately throw the rest of it in the freezer. Portion control. I like that. The first time I moved out, right? Yeah. uh, Away from my parents. And I went to Calgary and I lived there for like a year. It was just me. That's it. Yep. No friends, no family, nothing. Right. right? (laughs) I found, and I'm sure like you can Google this now, Karen, but I found a book. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) I found an indigo and it was... (laughs) So sad. It was like cooking for one. Oh no! Right? Yeah. So, oh man. Yeah. yeah. So it was like recipes that were tailored for individuals. Yes. So very small portions, or sorry, manageable portions and manageable portioned out ingredients. But like I said, you can probably find stuff like that online now. Yeah, and you can you might have to try that. And you can't, and even the the fish department in any major grocery store, right? Like they'll have those big freezers of all the stuff in the boxes and the everything else. But just walk over to the counter and be like, you know what I want tonight? One crab cake. Yeah, right. And you buy one crab <laughs> cake, and 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 then and then you're good to go. And then there's no there's no waste, and you're buying the food that you you actually want to eat that night. But like if I buy like I can do like if I get two big chicken breasts and it's just me and rocks or whatever, right? I'll do like chicken, um, sweet potatoes, and asparagus for dinner one night. And then some of that chicken will go into a club sandwich that'll make Roxy for lunch the next day. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's a little tiny bit left, and I'll go to the cupboard, and I'm like, what do I have? I got uh, Tostitos, and I got a little bit of cheese in the fridge, and then I have nachos with the leftovers, right? And that's two two chicken breasts. Be creative with what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, does that help, Mm -hmm. Karen? Uh, very much. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you uh, taking my FML. Oh, Karen, it, we appreciate you sharing your time with us on the show. Always, every day. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. All right. Harley, uh, welcome to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What's going on? All right. So can a painting mishap really unravel a two-year love story? Oh, wow. So, uh, Harley, you wrote, it says, Hey, Razamoka, fix my life. I've been with my girlfriend for two years now. We met on a dating app and are so much in love. However, a recent incident that happened in September where I could not help her with some painting work has led her to not wanting to speak to me anymore. She has since blocked me on all platforms, and I'm dealing with other problems that are affecting my life. I'm finding it hard to cope. Uh, I'm hurting a lot and need help. What What is this painting situation? Explain that. Yeah, so can I start at the beginning of how I met her and how it all unraveled. Sure. Yeah, so this was two years ago, October 31st, uh, 2021. Uh, I'm a divorced uh, father with two kids and she's divorced with one kid and I've had a very bad dating experience on these dating apps and I never thought that I'd meet anyone like her, let alone meet her. It's like being a great, like two years. I mean, there've been ups and downs, like there've been issues mainly from my side, like my mom's caused issues, my kids have caused issues. Too earlier this year, we were living together, but our kids didn't get along. So I ended up moving out and right now I'm in a basement apartment. So we've had our ups and downs and there've been lots of arguments along the way, but we're very much in love. Well, we are very much in love. I still love her a lot. So what happened with this painting mishap? What was the the work she so this, needed help with? And because th- th- that sort of sounds like what you're saying was the last straw, right? Uh-huh. Like that that's what sort of really affected things. So explain the the painting mishap. What happened? It was a Saturday. We were talking normally, no issues, and then she asked me if I could come on the Sunday to help her with some painting work in her bathroom. 
even though my kids were here, it was fine. I had no issues. I love helping her. But I told her that on the Sunday, I had to do some office work because I'm an IT manager. So I have to do some uh, updates, software updates for customers. So she was fine with that. And I said, I'd probably come in the afternoon, which is no problem. But I started my work early and then I started having issues. And I told her that there's some issues, so it might take longer. So so she sends me a message saying, okay, come by eight, but don't say you're not coming. And then I was doing my work and it took a lot longer than I thought it would. And near, near around eight or so, she had sent me a message, which I didn't see. Then she calls me and say, are you coming or not? And I told her, there's some issues going on that I'm dealing with and I'm not able to come. So then she said, uh, okay, bye. I tried explaining there's issues at my work. I'm not able to come. I can't just leave my work and come and help you. And she just said, said, okay, bye. And from the tone of her voice, I could tell she's not in a good mood. So I thought it's best just to leave her when she's not in a good mood, just to leave it uh, till the next day, let her calm down. And now you're blocked, right? Yeah. Then the next day, I just messaged her while she was at work to see how are you, how's it going, how's the day going. And in her break, she messages and saying, uh, please don't call me again. Please don't contact me. Uh, please don't see me or call the police and all this. Oh, wow. Okay. So, Harley, what were the, other, what were the other so, problems that were happening in your relationship? Because this, as Roz mentioned before, this painting situation yeah. seemed to have been the last straw. So this was obviously the catalyst to yeah. other problems or her saying, that's it. It's a wrap on this relationship. What were the other things you guys are dealing with? Uh, that has caused problems in your relationship before? Uh, my mom caused a lot of issues. I mean, like when I first started dating her, my mom's kind of, she's paranoid and she used to text me a lot, even when I'm dates. So I'm like on the first date when I'm with her, my car, it reads out the text messages and I am the stupid idiot that presses the button to read it out. Oh, no. And like my mom's messaging me saying, oh, how's the date going? What time are you coming? And she didn't say anything about this, but later on she told me, that's a bit strange. Why is your mom sending you messages when she knows you're out with someone mm-hmm. and all this? Okay, Har- Harley, Harley, I know that yeah. you are. You guys were in love and, and everything else, but yeah. I'll, I'll tell you right now, um, you are, yeah. you're back in the game, meaning um, you got you to gotta move on from this woman I and, and I can't com- move on. <laughs> you got to move on. You got, especially because she said that she doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. You gotta, yeah, you, I know you, she doesn't, you, but-, I, but you gotta believe her. You gotta believe her. And I'm going to say something to you now that Mo and I have said to a lot of people on this show. Yeah. And I know that you came on and the first thing out of your mouth and even the first thing you wrote us that you guys love each other. I'm going to tell you right now, you have yeah. to say the words, she doesn't love me. I don't know. Cause we've, had similar issues like this where she stopped talking to me. You just described a very mediocre relationship that at times I'm sure felt really good, but the vast majority of it sounds like it was not healthy. And when the last straw is you can't go to her house and paint because you had to work and then she decides to end everything, blocks you, and then says, if you contact me again, I'm going to call the police, move along, rebuild, refocus, pick it all up, take your time, Take enough time as you need, but this ain't the woman. I know, but I don't know if I, I would want to move on. You don't have to move on to anyone else, but you got to move on from her. Yeah, I know. I do. But and there is nothing. There, there's, there's no play here. There's uh-huh. no advice. There's no, hey, have you tried this? The only thing that you can do is move along. 
She ain't. And I know it sucks because like now you got to start all over again and you have to look at all that time invested in this relationship. And that's why you don't want to leave, but she don't want you, bro. If you had money invested in a company that was as doomed as this relationship was, would you keep your money in there until it was at zero or would you pull it out? No, I'd pull it out. Pull it out. Right now I have no money. Doesn't matter. Um, Your life is that investment. Everybody says, yeah, but I invested two years. You invested two years in a, in, in something that was doomed. Okay. So you got to know yeah. when to, you got to know when to walk away and rebuild. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. that's it, Harley. That's it. That's all we can say. Yeah. Okay. Okay, man. You take care. Okay. Thanks. Enough. Okay, buddy. We'll check in with you again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from six to 10 on kiss 92.5 kiss 92.5.com or download the kiss 92.5 app.